everybody, welcome to the Bootstrap Queen podcast. This is your host, Shanice Cleckley, and this is episode 12, The Emotion of Authenticity. In this episode, we're going to be talking to Allison Jones, who is so real, so cool, and just an all-around shero. All right, enjoy episode 12. Hey everybody, this is Shanice Cleckley, your joyful host, and welcome to the Bootstrap Queen podcast. And today we have two special guests, but the first one is, y'all hear me talk about Kayla, um, intern Kayla. Intern Kayla's going to have a new position, but I will um, announce that later. So say hey, Kayla. Kayla, say hey. Hello everyone, my name is Kayla. Okay, good. And then our guest today is Miss Allison Jones. How are you? Great. How are you? Good. So let's ask the first question. The first question, as always, is what is your superpower and how do you use it to impact the world? So you threw me with this question. Kayla had sent me this question earlier in this week in the week and it, it took me a minute to think about it. And I'm not I'm usually a little quicker on my feet, especially I think for other people, but when I have to talk about myself or praise myself that gets a little bit more difficult. Um, I think it's hard for women to do that. So you threw me. My first response out of the box was in the, in the current environment, my superpower is not losing my shit on a daily basis <laughs> and not eating too many carbs. So that has been the superpower I've had to harness during this COVID crisis that we're in. I will tell you, carbs um, for a first time in many, many years to become my very good friend again. Um, uh, no, but when I really thought about it, right? right? It's just like the, all that comfort food. And then everyone's posting about getting back to their bacon roots. And I don't know why, but everyone started making bread. I think everyone's worried about running out of bread. You can't get yeast or flour in a store. And then they post the pictures and I'm just like, well, I need a piece of toast now. So, <laughs> Right. That's been a pain. That's been a that's been a you know getting real with myself about the carb loading. Um, but really, when it came down to it, and I thought about a, a superpower at, that I've cultivated over the years, if you will, and that I use to impact the world, I think it's authenticity, um, and that's something that that kind of has been with me my whole life. My mama used to say stop snarling like that. Stop reacting to everything because my face shows everything, right? So um, I just, I've never been able to be a fake person, but in my life and in my career, authenticity has, um, and as a woman owning and running my own business, it has, it has become a strength and something that I pull on on a daily basis. And it, it, it also is something that I help clients and the community around me inject. Because I think when you're being authentic, when you're being true to yourself and uncompromising about that un authenticity, you get results. You will, it might not always look and feel and happen as fast as you want it to, but being authentically myself and injecting that into everything I do unapologetically, it, it has delivered results. Um, and some people don't like it all the time. People, there are people in this world you are encounter, you'll encounter who don't like the real, real, right? That's I know, right. I can tell you're the, right? And and so, but it, 
um, helping when you help people find that authenticity in themselves too, and 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 being unapologetic about it, it's eye opening. Mm-hmm. And so I I think that's something. And I even even in this COVID world that we're living in, I've been struggling lately a little bit. And that it's funny that your guys' timing was perfect because I was feeling sad. I was feeling cooped up. You know, there were different, I don't feel like I'm being able to have as much of an impact on my community and my clients because I can't get in the, in a room with them right now. Right. And I had that moment because of your question that you guys asked this week, um, that it, you know, I'm not being true to myself, that my true self interacts with other people consistently and gets out and is a doer. And I was pushing that down and I was finding myself getting angry mm. and that's that's not like a reactionary to things like little emails would annoy me, you know, things not going my way would Mm -hmm. set, would like raise my temper level more than make sense. And I'm not even, I'm not a mama yet. So you mamas who have had to deal with out there, who've had to deal with that boss lady life plus, plus these littles and becoming a teacher so, but I had to have that talk with myself and, and, and really refocus myself on what is that, what am I authentically about? And it's, it's a lot of things um, that I won't go into all here, but it was this light bulb moment. So thank you to you and this podcast for making <laughs> me sit down and think about that. Um, but it also just, it, it shed some light on and kind of was eye opening on getting back to being authentically myself and as soon as I had that it was that light bulb moment of of yeah I, I I'm gonna feel all the feels that's authentic right like I was feeling sad or I was feeling angry when I have those feelings when you push it down it's almost like that's when I become unproductive and right. and stalled in my process and my life because I'm pushing down who I authentically need to be or the authentic feelings that I need to have so that's, that's it's true. My, that is my diatribe on my superpower. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, emotions, um, I think people, you know, think of them as weak or strong, but emotions are energy in motion. And if we try to push them down and if we keep them all the way in, then it has nowhere to go. So it's going to blow up and go somewhere, whether you're happy, sad, hungry, whatever that emotion is, it's going to blow up. And I think what COVID has done, especially to the business person, um, is make us uh, stop making everything business and go back to personal. Because we've been so business focused that we forget to be human. Right. Well, and I think for me too, it's been, uh, well, as a woman coming up in business, when you, I had to get past, and this is where I kind of grew into the authenticity factor in my life was as a woman in business you're like that I would oh honey especially once I moved to the south it was like (laughs) oh honey you're very emotional right now and and I took that and I channeled it into you're welcome that I'm emotional right now because I'm going to get behind your project or your product or whatever it is you need and I'm going to push the heck out of it right or I'm going to promote you but for when I started out in my career and with my business, I was a I was started out as a journalist too. Right. So you aren't allowed to have feelings as a journalist, right? Mm-hmm. But when I went into business for myself and I stopped letting men and structure and all these others tell me 
to not be real, to not have my feelings, to not be expressive, to, to not be emotional, to not be passionate. Um, as soon as I stopped doing that, that's when I started soaring. That's when I started collecting the right people around me and the team around me. And it, it engenders trust with your, with the people I work for, the people I work with, because they see that passion. They see that unapologetic nature. Now you have to control yourself in certain situations. We can't just be throwing things against the wall and things like that. But being authentic is also about being in control of yourself, right? And your own emo emotion and assessing situations in, in moments that you're in. And so that was, that's something too, that I think would be, is really interesting for women to think about. And that COVID in some ways, I think has made us all stop and think about not just, you know, we can't just be work, work, work all the time. Cause a lot of us are stuck in our houses a lot more around all the people um, than we were before, but it's also, it's made us slow down a little bit and mm -hmm. also say like, feelings aren't a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Being passionate, having feelings aren't a bad thing. And, and, and so that's just been kind of eye opening, but un it, it can be unsettling at times for people, right? Because mm -hmm. when, when you're a tough cookie, as I've often been called, and you have very strong um, opinions about things, but you're also not going to apologize for those strong opinions because most of the time I'm right. <laughs> it, it gets it, a room, a room gets quiet real quick. You know, I, like I work with a lot of politicians and bureaucrats in the work that we do. And there's been a couple drop the mic moments lately. And I haven't been, that's the other thing I've had to learn over my career. I haven't been elevated. I haven't been escalated. I'm not yelling at everyone. I'm not using any kind of profanity, but I'm being authentic and true and state and fact. And it's interesting how people are like, whoa. Right. I, you know, they're not necessarily used to that um, realness, yes. right? Or and it's simple. It's a simple thing. It's it's very simple, but it's it's it can it can silence a room at times. Well, I would say, I mean, you have a public relations firm, and mm -hmm. uh, being in public relations, I would want someone who is passionate, but I would also want someone to help me hone in my authenticity. So, uh, yeah. like you, uh my in my previous life i think i've had three lives in my 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 career three major um three career yeah three you know they career say every, i i tell a lot of people my, my young staffers you'll have at least three careers yes in your profession exactly and in my in my person if you're I, if you're not yeah if you're not going to just show up and collect a paycheck if that's not going to do it for you you are going to jump around a little yes in, exactly. in your career exactly you're good with, with with clocking in and clocking out and just cashing that money good for you i can't do that i got i gotta wake up and get excited every day about what i'm gonna do oh yeah and i was in politics like you so i worked at the state house i was the um policy director for the legislative black caucus here in south carolina and then before That's that real. i did advocacy work around reproductive health and so it was wow I, yeah it was fun um but then entrepreneurship came to me and I, yeah. I didn't want a public relation firm or anything. I went 
totally opposite when baking. So that was like number two. But in doing it, when I would go to the state house and I would talk to people, the first thing they would say to me is, you're too nice. And you need to make sure that you're, when you talk to people, that you're a little tougher. But I told them this was my authentic self. But they see it as a hindrance instead of a benefit. How do you tell your clients, or what would you tell, especially your female clients, who are a little softer, or I laugh and I joke all the time, to to Mm -hmm. get that persona out that I'm still a tough cookie, even if I'm laughing at you? A couple of things. And it's funny that you ask it that way because I was actually on the phone yesterday with a lawmaker, a male lawmaker, but he was sharing some dynamics and, and discussion about next steps and what, what he should be doing next, but also kind of what party politics is, is mm-hmm. trying to influence him to do. My first answer is don't ever let anyone put you in a box. If you are going to live the authentic self life, then it doesn't matter what anyone on the outside thinks mm-hmm. and it is hard because especially as women it's hard to say that and live that line and I falter all the time um but especially as women because mm-hmm. we tend to think there's a template for the great woman or the perfect woman we've right. got to be a certain size we got to have a certain path in life we've got to be able to and especially now in 2020 we're supposed to be the boss the cook the wife, the lover, the mother, the partner, the, you know, the fixer, the doctor, and God forbid you, you know, uh, my boyfriend has a hangnail and he's on the couch for a week and all the things we go through, right? So it's like, you know, there's so much more pressure on us as women now um, to do and be all the things to everyone, right? Right. Um, so if, if we're going to succeed at that, which I think if anyone has the ability to to do that, it's women. Um, It's women like you and me. But to do that, you can't let anyone box you in. So I think a strong woman, a a strong person is true to themselves, an authentic person. So if your demeanor is to be sweet and kind and funny and loving and giggly, and you walk in a room and to close a deal and you go in there and you try and not be your authentic self, it's not going to make sense. It's not going to sell to the other people in the room or anyone else who's listening or watching to you or who you're trying to, you know, whether it's you're selling a product or closing a deal or convincing an entire black caucus to listen to what you are saying because you're in charge of things. Right. I bet that was like hurt herding cats I can't imagine um (laughs) so one don't ever let anyone put you in a box and don't apologize for being your authentic self and and you know why people do that because they don't understand your way it's it they're uncomfortable with your way it doesn't mean that there is a right or wrong way it just means they want you to do it their way and that is the that is the best way to have something instantly start going downhill when you start trying to do things and it one way um i always say that you know you should come from a place of yes and never take no for an answer oh i love that now now never taking no for an answer doesn't mean you're not going to hear no it just means 
you don't accept no, and you are going to navigate your way around that no. Mm. Doing that means you have to be authentic and use the tools in your own tool chest to do that. Um, and I think there is no carbon copy in 2020 amid a global health pandemic. Right. You know, none of us look the same. None of us deal with anything the same. And so for anyone to say to anyone that you should fit into a certain category or a certain box, it's extremely short-sighted. And it means that they want things to work out a, a certain way. And it's not realistic because there is no template for anything in life. Um, case in point, we are living in a global pandemic that tells the most social culture in the world that we have to keep six feet apart from each other and we can't go to restaurants and we can't, you know, sit at a bar. I mean, it's so upsetting to what everyone thought was the way things should be that, that it's the opposite of what we're talking about here. So being adaptable, being malleable, um, is appropriate, you know, is, is different than being, not being authentic, right? So you can be authentic and still be open and adaptable. That is part of being, at least that's part of my authenticity. Um, but it's about reading a room, right? Like you're not going to go into a room. I can just tell by your personality. You're not going to go into a room and be like, ha, 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 he, 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 giggle, giggle, giggle. If it's a bunch of guys trying to decide to vote, you know, vote on a really tough piece of legislation, but you are going to flash them that smile when yeah. they need it. Yeah. You know, it's about reading a room and it's about being appropriate, but it's also still about being authentic and being true to yourself. And that's, uh, it's amazing what you can convince yourself and others, what mountains you can climb, what challenges you can conquer by sticking to that authenticity a little bit. And so that's what I would say. Don't let anyone put you in a box and just be a little bit flexible in your authenticity. Um, uh, you know, read the room. So I know you deal in a lot of political figures as your clients and coming from journalism, you probably saw everything. How do you select mm -hmm. um, the things that you see in your clients based on who you are authentically? I mean, do you represent anyone who you might have seen as a journalist not be very scrupulous or you know they may have a little no background so, or do you actually choose so, it based on your core values choose by core values we've so a couple of things a firm doesn't really work directly with individuals or politicians we work on issues and okay. and we work with a lot of nonprofits. Um, and community engagement, community issues, grassroots campaigns, um, issues that have a legislative, you know, point to it, if you will, or a legislative need, but not necessarily, um, I, I dabbled a little bit in candidates running for office and it's, it's like babysitting, uh, two-year-olds. So <laughs> there's, there's a lot of wiping tears and wiping ass and it just isn't, it, it's not for me. Um, but what the business, the foundation of the business has always been, um, our passion and our heart and, um, about community and where can we have impact? How can we create a more passionate universe and more, um, in, you know, invested communities around us? 
Um, so it is focused on issues that we have a personal passion about or can, I mean, some of it is stuff we're learning. Um, that's, it goes back to my journalism days. I always loved being a journalist because I said every day it was like I had to learn something new and, and mm -hmm. get up to speed on something totally new. Um, and there are times where we take on an issue or a client or an organization that might not be something we have a lot of knowledge about, um, but it's something that we philosophically can get behind or they have a need to better communicate their cause. And we are um, totally supportive of that. But there has also been times where um, despite, you know, growing a business and right. trying to be in three cities and things like that, I've had to say no to both in, you know, interested clients as well as existing clients. Because mm -hmm. there was just a, um, it wasn't going to follow our core values or, and, and as, in creating communications and creating a brand and creating strategic communications for organizations and issues, it's impossible and engaging the media, it's impossible to do it if you don't believe in it. Um, if it's not something that you authentically can get behind. So, um, you know, there's been, it, it's been hard sometimes, but at the end of the day, I, what we do, and what I'm authentically about now, don't get me wrong. I like nice things and nice shoes, especially. <laughs> and I'm a, 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 my shopaholic has come out during COVID. Amazon's like, bless you. Thank you. Please come again. <laughs> As we're sitting here having this conversation, I keep looking because the, um, the FedEx truck has been around this corner. I know about uh three or four yeah. times and in my in my business mind i'm thinking y'all couldn't condense that to one truck but then on the other end i'm like man they are really making some money right now <laughs> going around yeah because, you, know, you you do want to do it you, you do want to support businesses um with your business of um north so, i mean go ahead go ahead go ahead Okay, so with North Public Relations and, and picking your issues and picking the cities that you have, what made you grow? Why did you decide to um, venture out into other communities? You could have stayed in the Florida area and just built that community. Mm -hmm. But now you have branched out to different states and um, you know you are the figurehead and the CEO and as your, as your email said, hashtag boss lady, why other are you taking over the world and dominating or are you just pan picking certain communities i would like to think i'm taking over the world and dominating i mean if i was running this country right now things would probably be a little bit better um my my spray tan would definitely be better um but but um i mean i have always had a vision of building my own little empire um and I've never had a small vision. It's never been like, I'm going to stay in one place and do one thing and, and be a one man band. That was never um, suitable for me. I, I will tell you, I have never had a roadmap. I have never been a business owner or a person who has a five year plan or even a five day plan. I've been in exceptionally blessed and lucky in my in my life and career in that 
I am very authentic and open. And so it goes back to come from a place of yes and don't take no for an answer. I was literally offered my business um, by a client some, and, um, that, and some attorneys that I was, wor- I was working with on a specific project and they liked my approach basically. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I had never thought, I mean, I had barely gotten out of journalism and um, got summoned to this guy's office. And he said, do you think you could run a PR firm on your own? And I remember I was all of 30 years old and I like sat all the way back in the chair in his office. And I was like, here's a man with money he wants to spend on me, a firm with money they want to spend on me. And, and basically say, I'm going to give you control. Just make sure that, you know, you meet the bottom line at the end of the day. And I was like, how, how do I say no to this? How do I say no to an opportunity like this? And so I didn't. Um, Same thing happened with the expansion. Um, I was traveling to Charleston a lot. I was going a little stir crazy in Florida. I'm a Midwest girl raised by an East Coast mother and always thought I'd end up in New York City running the world until I started looking at the price of living in New York City. Um, Even though I worked for the New York Times, I worked for them in Washington, D.C. And I just, after about 10 years in in Florida, I was going stir crazy and I was a single professional woman and Tallahassee, Florida is not the best place to meet a man. (laughs) That said, I met a Tallahassee man and um, I will be settling in Tallahassee, Florida. And um, so it's like, you say that girl, bite your tongue. You know, the universe works in mysterious ways. I was houses in Charleston. I had expanded the business to Charleston and Columbia. And, but it was just that I was traveling to Charleston and it was such a cool city with still that Southern vibe, yes. which, um, and a little bit of a political feel. I don't know exactly why, um, Charleston has that, but it does. And then of course, Columbia definitely. And to anchor ourselves in two big Southern state capitals, influential Southern state capitals, Right. Um, made sense. So right. it was, it was the, you know, the dream kind of had always been the quote unquote dream was I'll, I'll grow the business in Florida. And then being in politics, being kind of in legislative advocacy type work, I'll, I'll DC, I'll go back to DC. That's the, right. that was always the step, but K street is the street that all the big PR firms and, and lobbyists are on in DC. And you know, I'd be a dime a dozen in right. in Washington, D.C., but once I got into Charleston and Columbia and, like, thought about it, like, why wouldn't I expand along the Southeast? Mm-hmm. And also, you know, there is some authenticity to me in the South. I, I'm a little different than, than your, t- even though I've been here 15 years and I probably, I say y'all, and I can even put on a little bit of a twang. And my St. Louis family looks at me like I'm crazy when I go home to visit. And they're like, where, how does, how do you sound like this? Um, I claim it now, right? So it just made a lot of sense. And, and it was a natural progression and it was authentic to um, the, the other work I had done. Um, You know, I had relationships and have relationships in the South and I had kind of, adapted to 
the the laid back style in some ways that there is and and the delivery that is required that goes along with that and um i think in terms of take dominating and taking over the world as you say you still have to be a little strategic about it right so um i have big dreams my team has big dreams and we go for it a lot of the times and trust me we've had some big failures but we've I try and be pragmatic about it and, and also very true to what is the most comfortable. And it just has felt very comfortable. And I mean, I say that and with a lot of gratitude because there is a part of me that fought against staying in the South and staying in Florida and it just didn't seem right. And yet I found my partner, my life partner here. And it took a long time. He was slow, girl. He took his sweet <laughs> time finding me. But literally, you know, found we found each other and life is very full. And now that's not to say it, it doesn't have its stumbles and, and, and things are tough. And I, you know, there are times, especially during this COVID, I'm like, I think I'm just over all this. I don't think I want to work this hard, right? Like, because I mean, I'm working harder amid COVID. Uh, than than I have in years, and oh, I had a talk with my team the other day. Like, am I over this? Am I burnt out on the business? And it's so funny because it was like kismet. You guys, Kayla sent me the email that day, and I was like, and this is where what I love to do. This is I love to get in a room with clients. I love to talk with other women. That's a passion project we're starting moving forward um, at, with our building. Is how can we north and we may when you know the north brand moving forward empower more women like like you and like all of us to do exactly what they want to do in the world whatever that looks like whether it's opening a small dessert bar or whether it's selling stuff online or whether it's sewing i mean whether it's starting a whole you know starting a small school because now you've been schooling your kids or really big stuff like you know, starting companies and starting PR firms, I think, you know, and, and we talk with a lot of women and a lot of women clients, we even help, we coach in some ways, um, CEOs of a lot of nonprofits. And I find the women CEOs doubt themselves or yes. doubt the approach the most. And that's what we try and work through with the coaching is like, as long as you have a, a strategy, and as long as you're being authentic to your passion and your mission and your, your message, it doesn't matter what the outside world thinks. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we started something, um, you know, called boss talk and we're kind of re-evolving and reassessing it, but we want to work with women and say, do you want to do something? Do you want to start something like, mm-hmm. you know, here's, here's how you might be able to do it. But creating creating forums like this, creating opportunities like this for women to just be able to talk candidly about, about life dreams. And some of it is, I just want to sit on the back porch with a glass of wine Mm -hmm. and watch my kids play in the backyard and, and not feel bad about it. There's so much pressure to be like, you got to hustle and you got to make a million dollars and you got to live on it. So our point at the beginning of the conversation, you got to buy the house on that side of the river when it, you know, uh, half a million dollars why why because someone else thinks because you want to put it up on Instagram and look like a hot shot and so that goes back to the the authenticity like we work with 
with clients and individuals and in our own lives as a team to make sure we're sticking to whoever we are at whatever point we are in life and being okay with that and not constantly comparing ourselves or allowing ourselves to be put in a box that someone else wants to put you in because that makes them more comfortable. Oh, so that's amazing. filtering life. We all have to stop filtering life so much, you know? Whoa. See, you have so many little nuggets now that I'm going to be using. Um, stop filtering life is one. That's a tweetable. You need to put that yeah. north. Stop filtering life. And then the other one is, um, what did you say? Uh, the, Making sure come that from a place, come from, come a, place from a place of, place of yes and yes. don't take don't no take for an answer. answer. Oh, I love yeah. those. Those are like models to live by now. You uh, yeah. just don't uh, just, take no for an answer. So come from a place of yes, but don't take no for an answer. I love it. I love it. Thank you for being yeah. on the show. You have been a thank wealth you. of information. Please tell us how they can contact you and support your efforts. So, um, northpublicrelations.com, you can find us there. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram, Boss Lady North, um, and uh, find me on Facebook, Allison North Jones. Um, I'm on Twitter, Boss Lady North too, but I'm a horrible, I'm horrible about tweeting. <laughs> I just, but maybe I'll take your advice and and push out some of my nuggets of wisdom here and there. Those tweetables so. are there. I'm telling you, that's how you helped me. I mean, you gave me a light bulb today. I love it. Thank you. Well, you did too. You gave me a big old smile, which is your gift to the world. As you said, you like to laugh and joke and you easily make everyone else smile. So it's been my pleasure. And I'm so glad Kayla found me and um, feel free. I've got other very interesting South Carolina women on my team that would be happy if you need to come on the show. Anyone else, um, at, you know, both two sassy working moms just crushing life. So very different. All we're all very different personalities, but um, I think any of them would be great to come on your show or for anyone to just reach out to us and say, "Hey, I want to grab a glass of coffee or something stronger." We're always down for that too. Um, but there's, there's, we're out there. So just find us. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Boss Lady North, for being on the Bootstrap Queen. Allison is so fun. When all of this COVID stuff goes away, I'm going down to Florida just so I can hang and have that coffee with Allison. And I know you want to, too. So make sure y'all connect with her on Instagram under Boss Lady North. All right, guys, we have one episode left to the end of this season one. So make sure you listen next week for episode number 13. It has been a joy this season. I can't believe it's almost to the end. So connect with us at www.bootstrapqueen.com as well as on all the social media handles at the Bootstrap Queen. Subscribe, leave us a five-star review. And it's going to be amazing. Okay, so talk to you guys next week. Bye.